I'm ready to uh, get in the Word. As you heard earlier, my name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic, and uh, we're glad you're here. We are glad you're here. Um, I hope you enjoyed the kickoff of our new series, People of the Spirit. Um, it's just powerful as we're taking a look at what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit, and we really believe that this message series right here is foundational for who we are as a church now and going forward, and we really believe it's also part of identity of who we are as a church. And last week, we talked about what hinders us from experiencing the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our life. And we said this, we said that making room for the Holy Spirit means cleaning my house, right? Evaluating, hey, these are the things in my life that are, do not belong or no good for me, right? And I need to make space so that the Holy Spirit can fill my life, right? And I'm choosing obedience. So listen, if you've missed any of that, go back and watch it on YouTube, go back and listen to the podcast, listen to why you're at the gym or you're cooking dinner or you're driving. If you were a part of it last week, and, and you enjoyed it, go back and listen to it again. Get the word in. Get the word in over and over and over and let it be a blessing to your life. And so uh, today, so we, kick, we continue on part two, people of the spirit. You ready? You ready? Come on. Come on, somebody. I, if you could just, let's, 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 let's get into it. We're going to have a good time. Let's take a moment to pray. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, that we can gather in your house God, that we can be a part of what you're doing. And I pray, God, that everything that happens here, Lord, will be completely Holy Spirit-led. I pray, God, that you would unveil our eyes, help us to see what the Scriptures say, and help us to understand what you're doing. God, we are called to be people of your Holy Spirit, and I pray, God, that you would do wonders in us. Open our hearts, open our minds, and teach us your word this morning. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. Amen and amen. Now get started here. You've probably learned in life that there's a wrong way and a right way to do something, right? Hasn't life taught us that? There's always a right way and a wrong way to do something. You can go about it and say, oh, okay, this is the correct way. Oh, no, this is, this is the wrong way to do something, right? Life taught us. While I was doing some online research and I came across a few examples you might think are funny or, 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 or you might find interesting. And, and the first one is this, is cutting a loaf of bread. Um, you probably uh, have tried to cut the loaf of bread from the top. Uh, uh, can you put up that picture, please? You probably tried to cut it from the top there and, and, and figured out, like, why is the bread always making a mess? Why does this not work out? Why does this happen that way? And you think, I just need a sharper knife. But did you know if you just flip that thing over like butter? Nothing's wrong with your knife like butter. There's a wrong way and a right way. The second one is dunking an Oreo cookie. How many times have you got your fingers wet? Or lost some of the cookie in the milk. Come on, somebody. Get a fork right there. You'll win every time. Wrong way and a right way to do something. How about when you have to go and stand in a really long line? What do you do? I know what some of you do. Some of you send your kids to go stand for me. Or you stand there, your feet hurts. Wrong way, right way, go leave your shoes there in line, <laughs> go sit down and wait till it's your turn. Right. Wrong way and a right way, right. 
The last one, last one. Peeling a banana. Okay, you've always been peeling it from the top, but if you peel it from the bottom, it's nice and smooth there. It's nice and smooth. Cynthia, can you put up that picture, please? Thank you. And so a right way and a wrong way, from the silly things to the more serious things. Listen, um, one of my kids asked my wife recently, and they said, hey, mommy, can you take me to, to Marshall's to buy some sunglasses, and if you'll do it, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a massage. <laughs> wrong way or right way to ask mom, Right? <laughs> the, the wrong way, right? You, you should massage mom anyway. Come on, somebody. All the moms said amen. There's always a right way and a wrong way to do something. But in that, as we're having a little bit of fun, it's never stopped us from coming across somebody who always thinks that their way is right no matter what. You can't point out anything or say anything because no matter what, they always believe that their way is, is right. It doesn't matter what you say. And they'll say, listen, this is the truth, and you can see how wrong they are. They're heading down a path. They're like, look, what are you doing? And you can see how wrong it is. No, 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 I'm right. Or there's the other spectrum over the other side of that that says, well, I can have my truth, and you can have your truth. And that's the problem, this fluid idea of truth in culture and society today. I really believe it's one of the biggest problems. I mean, I think you fix what truth is in society, and you fix all the problems. You fix what truth is in your home, and you'll have God's blessing in your life. You see, our truth comes from the Bible. It comes from the Word of God. Our truth doesn't come from feelings. It doesn't come from emotions, ideas, or what's trending, how we can come up. Our truth comes from the Word of God. And in this series, we are talking about the Holy Spirit of the Bible and identifying ourselves as people of the Spirit. Now, truth be told, most people don't have a clear understanding on who the Holy Spirit is. And because so, they seek the Holy Spirit for the wrong reasons. Or they decide within themselves that, I'm not sure, Holy Spirit, that sounds weird. I'm not even going to go down that. I'm going to skip that part in the Bible, what it's talking about and explain there, because I just don't know it. I don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And this morning, we are going to dive into a passage of Scripture where we see someone come to faith, but desire the Holy Spirit for the wrong reason. And this morning, we're going to look at Acts chapter 8, and we're going to look at verses 9 through 25. It's about 16 verses. And we're going to break this down, and I'm going to share here with you what the Lord really impressed on my heart here. It begins here in verse 9. You can follow along here on the screen, look on your message notes, uh, open your Bibles. But we're going to be looking here uh, in beginning in verse 9 through 25. It says this in verse 9. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery. Now, I want to point this out here for a moment. Black magic, sorcery, witchcraft, card reading, palm reading, all these things are very real, and they're also very demonic. If you play with these things, you will, you will put yourself in position to have demonic spirits attached to you. Do not play with these things. I cannot caution you enough. Do not entertain them. Do not play with them. These things are real. Amen. They are of the, the devil and they are demonic. Amen. 
you, you, you know what happens? You mess with these things and play with things, you'll begin to know that things in your life physically are going wrong because you've entertained something that is not of God. Verse Verse, we're, 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 okay, practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people in Samaria. And it says this, he boasted, this is Simon the sorcerer, he boasted that he was someone great, right? When God gives you an ability, it's to give him glory, right? This is not how the devil, this is not the mindset of, of the devil. Okay, verse 10, and all the people, both high and low, right? High and low meaning social status, gave him their attention and exclaims, this man is rightly called the great power of God. Verse 11, they followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery, right? He, he, he'd do these things and do these tricks and he was around and all this stuff and they were like, wow, this is, this is, this is amazing. Verse 12, but when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. What happens here is Philip gets an assignment to go to Samaria. And he goes there, he preached the gospel message, and people turn their hearts and lives to Jesus. And then it says that they're baptized, both men and women. Verse 13, Simon himself, the sorcerer, he believed and was baptized. Right, This huge transformation, a 180 in his life. It says this, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. Right? And so, so we see Simon the sorcerer come to faith. We see him make a decision for Jesus and get water baptized. But look at verse 14. It says this. So when the apostles in Jerusalem, right, and these are the apostles, the apostles are the original 12 minus Judas who betrayed Jesus, who are, who are now, they have gone from disciples to apostles and they lead the, 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 the head of the church. This is this, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. They send the big dogs, right? They send them to go out there. Verse 15, when they arrived... They prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to see this, right? They were believers, but they came and prayed that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so I want you to see this. This is not a separate ceremony, this is the Holy Spirit coming to dwell on the inside of, of the people. And I want you to get this. I want you to understand that sometimes this happens immediately when you make a decision for Jesus. Sometimes it happens a little bit later, but what the Holy Spirit is looking for is space. Space on the inside. This is why last week's message is so crucial and important for you understanding the rest of where we're going with this series and understanding what we're talking about today. There must be space in your life to fit the Holy Spirit in your life to, 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 to accomplish the things that God desires here. Verse 17, it says this, Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, When Simon saw, the, saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Listen, people might seem to have good intentions, but I don't make them right. 
I don't make them right. In verse 20, it says this, Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you can buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Now, now, now Peter, Peter, Peter's tough and he's rough and he tells it like it is. And I love that. You know, Peter is that guy. He's with, he was, when he was with Jesus, he was, he was that, you know, what's, what's up, Jesus, who we got to handle, you know? That, that, this is Peter, right? They come to arrest Jesus, and what does Peter do? Whoop! He cuts off the guard's ear. This, this is that Peter. And so Peter, he, you got to look through the lens of what, how Peter is. And so Peter's like, listen, and you better get right with God. You're, you, 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 you know, this, this is how he's trying to explain it to him. But here's what I want to tell all of us. It's so important that we learn how to handle correction. Some believers can't handle correction. It's not that we proclaim judgment on people, but we all need correction. And what I love here is that Simon gets it. He gets the bigger picture. Verse 24, it says this, Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. So listen, that tells us that there's, there's more that happens here that the Bible doesn't talk about. But, but certainly Peter told him, listen, these are the things that will happen to you if you don't turn around this ship in your life. And he says, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Verse 25, after they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. This, this is a significant passage in Scripture. All of this is taking place in Samaria. Philip is sent to Samaria to go and preach the gospel message. Philip is not one of the original 12. He's, he's, not, he's not with them, but he's a fruit of their ministry. He's, he's now he's gone, and he's, he's preaching the gospel, and many people come to faith, including this man named Simon, who was a sorcerer. Listen, no matter how bad the darkness is, no matter how far away they are from God, God can still work in their heart and lives. See, what's happening here, and really the focus of what I want to share with you this morning, is ultimately what we see happen is that Simon originally, he desires the Holy Spirit for the wrong reason. And it seems like it could be a right thing, but it's not right. It's not right. And in verse 21, Peter tells him, you have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. And when your heart isn't right, you will want from everybody around you for the wrong reasons. All of your relationships are there, but you ask things from them. You need to, you want things from them for the wrong reasons, including your relationship with the Lord. You'll ask God for things, but if your heart is not coming from a right place with Him. And here's what I want us to understand God has this wonderful gift for all of us in the Holy Spirit. With this gift, though, our heart has to be in the right place. Why? Because holiness is coming to live on the inside. 
The holiness of God is coming to dwell within each of us. So if our heart has to be in the right place, what is the right reason to seek the Holy Spirit? Well, the first thing, or really what I want to share with you is this. Why should I seek the Holy Spirit? Because he is a helper unlike any help I've received in my life. He is a helper unlike any help I've received in my life. Now, this is an, an, an obvious natural benefit, but it's also something that all Christians need to understand. Listen, this life is tough all by itself. You don't have to do anything already all by itself. It's already tough. And God's like, listen, I'm offering you help, divine help. Isn't it nice to have help in life? It's nice to have help. It's nice to have good help. And if you live life long enough, you know how hard it can be to have good, faithful help in your life, right? Seem like they're there one day, the next day they're gone. Like you, you know how hard it can be to have good help in your life. And God says, listen, maybe you've experienced some good help. Maybe you experienced some people that are down with you, some people that are for you, some people that are, that are with you. They're, they're there through the thick and thin. Maybe you've experienced that, but I want to give you help that's better than all of that help. You, you, I, I'm going to give you something that, that, that is so greater than all of that to be in your life, to be present with you every single day. And God's like, listen, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. The problem is so many people refuse this offer. Maybe because of the wrong reasons or they just don't believe in help. Help isn't attractive to them. They, they want instant gratification because help sounds like it takes time. You ever see that person that needs help but doesn't want help because they refuse to let others help them? We are all like that at times when we refuse to take the help that God offers us as Christians through the Holy Spirit. And God's like, listen, I see you struggling. I see you going through it. God's like, listen, I got a perfect lens. I see you. Don't think I don't see you. I see you. I see you're struggling. I see that you're going through it. I offer help. I just don't know why you don't take the help that I'm offering. Oh, it's because you have to clean out that area that you don't want to let go of. See, this gift from God, it requires space. And when there's no space for it, it don't fit. Something has to be removed so that there is space for it. Listen, in John chapter 16, Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples, and he's preparing them for his departure. And he's really saying, listen, I'm going to go, but I'm not going to leave you alone. You're certainly going to have the family of faith. You're going to have the church. Those folks are going to be available to you, but I'm, I'm going to give you some divine help. And he says this in John chapter 16, verse 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. It's like, I mean, I could, you could imagine, like, what do you mean? Like, how is it a benefit to me that you leave Jesus? He says, for if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. Jesus goes and he sends the helper. But the helper can't find any space because it's so full of other areas. I want you to notice the capital H in helper. 
because this is referring to the Holy Spirit. He's, he's the helper. This is how God is defining this. Jesus says, hey, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go ahead and go to the right hand of the Father. That's where I'm going to be. That's going to be my place of residence. I'm going to go and stand there. I'm going to go be there. I'm going to go sit with the right hand of the Father. That's where I'm going to be. However, I'm going to leave you, capital H, helper, Holy Spirit, in your life, available to you. God is wanting to send to you God-sized, God-level help in your life. Help that can move mountains. Help that can change the whole thing around. I don't see how I could get out of this situation. I don't know how it's going to change. I don't know how it's going to get better. I can't even see how it's going to be fixed. I, I don't know how. The, God's like, listen, I'm not just going to send you help. I'm going to send you God-level help. God-sized help. Help that moves mountains. Help that will change the whole situation around. This is what he's sending to them. I'm going to leave, but I'm going to leave you with divine help. And this is available to every Christian. And you might ask, well, as a Christian walking this journey, I'm, I'm trying to do it every day. What kind of help do I need? I mean, I, I got these things going on in my life, but what kind of help do I need? Well, there's a few points that I want to share with you. And the first one is this. We need help to do the Father's will. We need help to do the Father's will. Every and every Christian should desire to honor God and do what he desires for our lives. Right? That, that's part of it. Like, God, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, your love. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. And what now I just, just kind of just float off and just wait for my time. God, God gives each of us specific assignments. God wants to work in each of us. God wants to, God says, listen, this, this is where I want you, my child. I want you to do this. This is what I'm, I want to do in you. This is my will for your life. And if you haven't begun to pray around the desires of God, the will of God for your life, this is a great time. This is a great time to begin that. Heavenly Father, give me the desire to do your will. Maybe that hasn't been your desire. Maybe that hasn't been your focus. Maybe it hasn't been on your radar but this is a perfect time to begin to do that. Heavenly Father, give me the desire to do your will. And give me the help, the helper, give me the help to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. If, if it's never been your desire to do God's will, this is the perfect time to, to begin that. Because each of us has a unique assignment. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. Maybe this is your first day and you're like, I'm in church, I'm not really sure, or I just made a decision for Jesus, and, and what, what do I do next? Or, or, or maybe you've been in church, you know, and you've been serving your whole life. Begin to pray, God, give me a desire to do your will. And God, give me the help to do it. Help me to, to, to step into that. Jesus says in John chapter 16, verse 13, when the spirit of truth, and talking about the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. In this way, the Holy Spirit will help you accomplish the Father's will for your life. And God has something specific for you. The Holy Spirit will help you to do the Father's will. See, what kind of help do I need as a Christian walking on this journey? I need help doing the Father's will. I, I need help. And secondly, I need help to pray when I can't pray. I need help to pray when I can't pray. 
there will be moments in this journey when your heart will feel so heavy. It'll feel so overwhelmed. And, and, and you feel like the only thing, like you, you'll, you'll feel at such a place where you feel like you just got to drop to your knees. It'll feel so much and you feel like, I just can't deal with it right now. I got to come before the Lord. These moments will happen in life. And, 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 and all the answers, all the things you're trying to figure out, can I do this, can I do that? You'll just, I can't even deal with that now. I just need to drop before the Lord. And in that, there'll be moments where it feels so overwhelming that it feels like you don't even know what you should be praying for. It'll feel like you don't even have the right words. God, what do I tell you? I just, God, I'm just. God says, listen, I have divine level help for you in the Holy Spirit. When you make room for the Holy Spirit in your life, he comes in you in such a way that when you can't pray, he'll pray for you. He'll step in your life. I I don't know. And he's like, don't worry. I got you. I got you. And the the Bible says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He says, now in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we don't know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes. Someone say intercedes. For us with groanings too deep for words. Intercedes, meaning steps in to talk to God on our behalf. When you lack the strength, the words, or the knowledge of what to ask God for. That's divine help available to us. Help to pray when you can't pray. What kind of help do we need? Help to do the Father's will. Help to pray when you can't pray. And third, help to give me hope when I need it most. I don't know if you've ever been in a season where it feels hopeless. Well, you, you, just, you don't, you don't want to open your eyes. You, you want to pinch yourself. You want to hope it ain't real. You want to hope that I'm not really dealing with this. These aren't really the issues. But the Holy Spirit will come in your life to give you hope when you need it most. You see, the number one area the devil wants to attack is our minds. He just put in that little lie. Now, he don't read your mind, but whatever's out there, whatever the situation, just put a little lie in there. Boop, there, there it goes. And let it spread and get you to doubt God, doubt his goodness, doubt his faithfulness, doubt what his word says. So just slowly begin to just kind of dwindle. That hope, that excitement, that joy. And it just kind of feel like it's just beginning to, that, and, then, and then that faith God, it just, and, and cause you to put your head down and want you to walk away. That's his plan. But with the Holy Spirit is in your life, he will remind you who you are and whose you are. And he'll, he'll, he'll do it. The minute the devil wants to come and attack you with that lie, begin to try and diminish, dwindle down your hope, the Holy Spirit says, nah, nah, nah. do you remember who you are? Huh? Do you remember whose you are? Okay, let's keep going then. Because God is good, God is faithful, and his word is true in my life. I can stand on it. This is who he is. This is who I am to him. 
keep moving. And I keep moving and I find my strength. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 26, when the Father sends the advocates, the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and, well, what? Remind you of everything I have told you. Sometimes we just need a little bit of reminding. In the midst of going through the storm, in the midst of dealing with the situation, in the midst of the pain, I just need a little bit of reminding. And when the lies are coming and they're surrounding me, the Holy Spirit's like, whoop, this is who you are. Don't forget. God-level help. God-sized help. I will remind you, because the devil wants to work overtime, try to get you to turn from being faithful to God, and the, and the Holy Spirit will step in. What kind of help do I need? What kind of help do I need? I need help to make me more like Christ. You see, as Christians, not only should we desire to do the will of, of God, but you should also desire to be more like Christ, especially in your character especially in your character. Sometimes I don't think we talk about this enough, but growth should take place in our character. The, the way we communicate, how we behave, how we think. I want to say this, how we think about other people. This is our, 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 our character, and the Holy Spirit will help you, make you more like Christ and without the Holy Spirit is difficult to grow in these areas because of the sin nature, because the enemy wants to keep us with this, with this lie in front of us. But the Holy Spirit will do is he'll help you along this. God, not only do I want to, I desire to do the Father's will, but I want to grow and become more like Christ. He's my example. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my example. And, and, and I want to develop in these areas the way I behave, the words that come out of my mouth how I think and how I think about other people. The Holy Spirit will do this in you. He'll renew you in this way. You'll begin to see people as you should. God's child. God's child. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says this, so all of us who have had that veil removed, you can now see God for who He is. You can now see Christ for who He is. You've had that veil removed. This is this, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. It's through the Holy Spirit that we are made more like Him. Listen, you can have the right hope, but the wrong character. You can have the right desires, but the wrong character. You, 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 can have, you can have the right church but the wrong character. What you need is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit steps in to make you more like Christ. So what kind of help do I need? The last thing that I want to share with you is help to give me a spiritual gift. And I'm not going to talk about this too much because we're going to talk about this later on in the series. But the Bible talks about spiritual gifts gifts that only come from God to do His will. And the Bible is also very clear about these gifts, that they come through the Holy Spirit, and they are known as gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to spend some time on this in a different sermon, in a different part of this series. 
But what I want each of us to understand is this, is that the Holy Spirit equals divine help from God to Christians. He is, he, is, he is the helper, and Jesus tells his disciples, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to leave you God-sized, God-level help. And the problem is somehow we've, we've, we've missed this. And this is separate from salvation. The Holy Spirit is looking for a, pay, a place, a space, but just like we talked about last week, and again, that's why last week is so important that you get. There needs to be a space so that he can fit in your life. You're going through it. Call on the Holy Spirit. You're dealing with that sin. Call on the Holy Spirit. Make room for him. Ask him to fill you. And let him help you. Let him help you. Now, you remember Simon the sorcerer, right? He comes to faith. He gets, he, gets, he gets water baptized, but he still has a whole lot to work out in his life, just like you and I. Right? And it doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian. We've got stuff we've got to work out. We have stuff we've got to do differently. Right? There's some that the word, whoa, what did just that word vomit just come out of me? Like, well, how did I just say what I just, like, we've got stuff we've got to work out. You got a stuff that we, we got to see and check and say, okay, my desire is to do the Father's will. Father, would you help me? Would you give me the desire to do your will and give me the help to do it? Right? We, we should desire it. These are desiring good things. God will take care of everything else you got, but desire his will. Desire to, to honor him. And say, God, you know what? God, I really want my character to reflect my relationship with you, and I, I want to grow in that. And God, help me to be more like you, Jesus. Let that be a prayer of yours. God, I want to be more like Jesus and, and grow in that and the way you behave and the words that come out of your mouth, the way you think and the way you think about other people. I, I, want, I want the character of Christ. What I love about this story with Simon the Sorcerer is that he accepts correction and wants to be right with God. In verses 22 through 24, it says this, Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord and the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you're full of bitterness and captive to sin. Right? He made a decision for Jesus, but he's still dealing with this. Verse 24, then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. He comes to this place where he wants to be right with God. He wants that. He's learning to want from God for the right reasons. And this is each of us. So why should I seek the Holy Spirit? Because he's a helper unlike any help I've ever received in my life. I want to reproach God with the right reasons. I, listen, let me. In this last season, the last three weeks, I feel like I have been praying for you in a way that is just at a, at a whole other level. And very specifically, I have been praying this covering over you 
in, in such a way that has just been, God has just been taking me to this space of praying for you in this, in this, this new level of praying for you. The demonic attack, something has shifted, something has taken place, and some of this might feel like it's a little hard for me to communicate this part to you, but something has, has, has shifted spiritually, has, has taken place spiritually, and God has me praying for you right now in a way, if this is your church home, I, I've been praying a covering over you like you would not believe the blood of Christ would cover you in such a way that his Holy Spirit would be over you and in your homes and your family in, in, in such a way. And as God has been impressing this on me and has led us to this series, it's, 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 it's so important that you desire to honor God, but you make room for the Holy Spirit to God to strengthen you and to prepare you for what's coming in this world. I don't know but there are attacks coming and hitting your homes and your families. I am praying this right now, and I need you all to take a step and choose to honor God. You got to stand up. You got to stand in. You got to be firm in your foundation. God is good. He's got us. He's got us. We are about to shake hell up and, and, and take back what belongs to God. We are about to. Here's my challenge for you. This is the challenge. It's, it's this, just two parts. Check my heart and ask God to forgive me if I've had any wrong motives or false ideas toward or of the Holy Spirit whatever that is, and let the Lord speak to you on, on that, but check my heart and ask God to forgive me if I've had any wrong motives. Secondly, pray, God, I desire what you planned for me in the Holy Spirit. Pray that. God, I desire what you planned for me in the Holy Spirit. Right now, I want to I pray for you and also give you an opportunity and a space there's some areas that you've been wrestling. You feel like you need the Holy Spirit's help. You need, you, you need God to step in. You need this God-level side's help. I'm going to invite you just come forward and let God do the miracle. Let him do the heavy lifting in your life. Let him handle those things. Whatever it is, you know what it is. You know what's going on. Let God do the heavy lifting in your life. I'm going to pray, and then I invite you to come forward. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the way that you bring it alive and help us, Lord, to understand it. Thank you, Lord, for everybody that you've given understanding to this morning. Thank you for your love in our life and the way that you desire to fill us, to strengthen us, to help us walk this thing out, God, that we might finish the race one day successfully and faithfully. And along the way, we might do your will and grow in our character to be more like you. Along the way, God, we might bring many, many people with us to the gates of heaven. Father, strengthen your church. Fill us with your spirit. And God, as my brothers and sisters are dealing with different things this morning, 
come. Come, Lord, as they, as they stand, Lord, come and do the heavy lifting in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.